10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome, everybody, to the very first episode of McKinley Cast, a Freaks and Geeks intro cast. This is a uh, podcast where we're going to be going over each episode of Freaks and Geeks from 1 to 18, and we're going to be giving our opinions and uh, some retrospective views with uh, veterans, me, Rich Guadagno. And I'm Emily Pugh. Um, I'm a vet also. Uh, newbies. Carol Swift. <laughs> All right. Katrin Mills. And I, Misha. All right, guys. How's everybody doing today? Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've just got to tell you, I'm so excited about finally doing this. Not only have I never had a podcast or an intro cast or anything like that, but I've been obsessed with them from the first time I ever heard one, which was Potential Cast, um, mm-hmm. because I was absolutely obsessed with Buffy. And um, I love this show. I can't believe that nobody's ever had an intro cast on Freaks and Geeks before. I mean, I literally looked all over the internet and didn't find anything about it. Oh, cool. Yeah, there's never been a podcast about it that I've been able to find. Yeah, it's really... I think Freaks and Geeks were, before um, podcasts became were becoming really popular, so that's why it slipped under the radar. Yeah, probably. And the fact that it's just got, you know, the one season... So uh, maybe people don't want to feel like they, they have to stop after 18 episodes. But I, I actually uh, honestly love the idea of doing it this way because we get one condensed, you know, series long. It's like a, it's like a show from uh, England. It's like yeah. one long show true? and we're good to go. And nobody's going to ask for more. We're okay. <laughs> so, okay. L- let's just talk a little bit about. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so is that a spoiler that there's an actual ending to, to this show after 18 episodes? Well, I didn't say there was an actual ending. <laughs> I meant there was going to be an ending to our show. Unless you're, oh, unless oh, you're asking okay. uh, the audience if they're going to be spoiled about what we're going to talk about. Because <laughs> no, no. that's what you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just go over uh, basically how we each heard about uh, the whole concept of intro casts. Or, uh, or or even podcasts in general. Like, where where did you first get into it? What was it? As I said, it was potential cast for me because I was obsessed with Buffy, and then I kept moving on to uh to other Buffy podcasts. I probably listened to like seven Buffy podcasts at the same time, which is a little bit depressing now that I think about it. But I've moved on to other shows now. What about you guys? Um. Well, this is Emily. Um. I started because I'm a big movie freak. Um. 
So I started listening to movie review podcasts. Um, I used to listen to audiobooks. I like, I love music, but I did a lot of um, commuting to work every day in the car for an hour each way. And you can only listen to music for so long. So I did a lot of audiobooks and then I started hearing about these podcasts. So I got into them. Um, mostly movie reviews. I like to listen to people talk about the latest movies. And I got into intro casts years later with, uh, I saw Twin Peaks for the very first time. Ah. And it was such a crazy show. And I, I have one sister that had seen it, but no one else. And it was just like, oh my gosh, what is going on with this show? And so I started exploring and I found the Twin Peaks intro cast, which introduced me to a bunch of others, which I started watching. And that's actually how I got introduced to Buffy, is they kept talking about this potential cast show. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll watch Buffy. And and I did. Oh, so you're new to Buffy, really. I am new, and you know what? I followed along with Potential Cast for over a year, and I would not watch ahead. And it was just a few months ago that they finally lost me. They've they've really, um, I don't know, through the summer, they kind of had some things to where episodes were kind of taking a few days, or they'd do, uh, what are they called? They'd watch the show. The commentaries. Yes, the commentary. And when you're new to the show, and the fifth season is the one that really hooked me. And so I was dying, and it was like, oh, it's a it's a commentary again. Because <laughs> I was waiting for the new episode, because I could watch Because if, if the new episode came out, I could watch the next episode. And so they finally lost me around, I think, the episode Checkpoint. Yeah. Okay. And I just said screw it, and I watched them. I watched the rest in about yeah. two weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I watched the last three seasons again, right directly after I was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, by and the then way, I finished Angel. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, everybody, um, we know this is an intro cast about freaks and geeks, but we may or may not be able to control ourselves when it comes to talking about Buffy every once in a while, because that is. That is where our original common bond came from. So uh, don't don't hate on us for it. We just it's just something we got to do. That's right. That's how we all met. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. How about you, Carol? Um, let's see. Podcasting. I originally started with a Firefly podcast. Two Firefly podcasts. Um, Kevin Batchelder. I've got to send out a little shout out to him because he was my my first podcast person that I listened to. And um, I listened to those just on a computer for a long time um, and just had to kind of sit at the computer and listen to them. And I kept saying, one of these days I really need to get something I can download these things onto. And life got busy and I kind of stopped listening to podcasts for a long time because I just didn't have that time to sit at the computer. And then um, I I was on Whedon-esque and they said that they were going to start this, what would later be called an intro cast called potential cast and uh, i loved introducing my friends to buffy and going through episode by episode and getting their reactions and doing the whole non-spoiler thing so i had ushered a few of my friends through that process kind of being the oldie and them being the newbies 
so and I just loved it. So it was like, oh, a podcast where they do it formally. This is great. Mm-hmm. So I was on board with it from the first the first episode of Potential Cast, and um, and it got me back into listening to podcasts again. And by then I had something I could download them on. And now I'm listening to quite a few of them as I go to work in the morning and as I come home from work at night. It's definitely oh. the best time to do it on, on the way to work and on the way back. It's like mm-hmm. one time where you just have absolutely nothing else to do except for this. It's, yeah. it's as if that time of the day was made for podcasts. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I do it while I'm doing dishes, though, and housework. Oh, Both my kids are in school, so. Uh, you know. That also works. <laughs> that also works, yeah. It makes vacuuming and doing the dishes a and lot laundry. more pleasurable. And laundry, <laughs> and laundry yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially, yeah. I don't know. Do any of you guys have uh, have to go to a laundromat? Because I, I have to go to an actual laundromat, and that is the only thing that gets me through that experience. I remember uh. those days. <laughs> yeah, I've had those days like that, but no. yeah, they're Still in the past. But uh, yeah, I remember the laundromat days. Um. All right. How about you, Katrin? Um. Well, I got into podcasts when I was about um eleven, and I was obsessed with Harry Potter. And had no one to talk to about it, so I was just kind of looking around iTunes, and I found a podcast called MuggleCast, and um, I listened to that for years. It ended recently, but um, I, after that, I just whenever I got into a new show or a new book series, I would try to find podcasts for it. So when I got into Buffy, um, I found Hellmouth Podcast, and they kept plugging Potential Cast. Yep, same here. So, started listening to them and that's how I got into intro casts and now I listen to like too many podcasts and about <laughs> so many different things <laughs> can never have too many podcasts I mean you know you know what they do they just add extra content to the stuff you already love yeah it's perfect yeah. Mm-hmm. Aisha I guess that's my turn well when I was younger I used to listen to a lot of um, morning talk radio so I guess it- Listening to podcasts was just a natural step after that. Mm. So then um, I started listening to Potential Cast like when they first started, and I was just bored on the, on the internet one day, and I was like wandering through Waiting Ask, and they were advertising episode zero of Potential Cast. So I was like, oh, cool. I haven't watched Buffy in years, so I just listened to it, and I was like, why the hell do they hate Buffy so much? <laughs> <laughs> but I kept listening, and then they got their hooks into me, and then I started my own podcast about Fringe called The Observer Cast, and after that finishes, we're going to start another one about Pushing Daisies, and now you got me as a newbie on this one. Yeah, yeah. just so everybody knows, Aisha is uh, literally the busiest woman in the history of the world. Mm. and she's still giving us the time to do this with us so very cool excellent all right so um 20 minutes in let's let's actually bring up the show that we're going to be talking about (laughs) that is uh freaks and geeks emily you got a you got anything you want to you want to tell us how you originally discovered freaks and geeks (laughs) yeah you know i I'm in my 30s, so Freaks and Geeks actually came out when I was in my early 20s. Um, But you know that time in your life where I was working two jobs and you've got a fairly active social life. And, you know, I was working, I worked at a, as a server in a restaurant and I also worked um, at a department store. (laughs) 
<laughs> Asia. I sold uh, lingerie for years. Mm. And um, you just TV, and this was the days before DVR. And um, I heard about this show, Freaks and Geeks, before it came out. And I saw a, like a preview for it. And I said, Oh, looks like a great show. I think I'd love that. Um, so it was in my brain, and it came on Saturday nights, which was terrible. I worked Saturday nights um, at a busy restaurant. You have to. And you're, if you're a server, yeah. you got to work Saturday nights. Right. So I was able to catch a few, and I loved it. But it just, you know, and I could, I had a VCR that could record things, but I just, you know, just wasn't that time in my life. And so... I caught, I would say, about four um, as they aired. And they did move the show around, too. It it kind of got moved around NBC um, dates and times. So it was hard to catch. And then, of course, after the one season, it was gone. And I always remembered it. And maybe four years ago, I just looked it up one day on Netflix. That was when, you know, you had discs at home streaming was kind of it was there but it wasn't as popular as it is now and so i um i looked it up and it wasn't streaming it was just on the movies the dvds and so i was like yes so i rented them one by one from netflix and watched them and i watched them all a few times before sending them back and then a year or two later it was on streaming and i watched them all again and yeah. Yeah, once you watch it, it's almost impossible to stop because it's so short. You just want to keep going. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I I got into it in the boringest way possible. I mean, I knew who all of the actors and actresses were beforehand. Um, I don't know if any of you newbies have, have looked. Like, what do you guys know? Do you know anything about the show at this point? Does anybody know anything? Like, do you know who the actors are? I know I posted some pictures up there. And Carol said uh, there were some familiar faces. Yeah. Yeah. The faces I know it takes place in high school. <laughs> okay. That's a good yes. start. Yes. Um, um, last year, my theater teacher, who's a big fan of the show, had us read, like, scenes from it. But I don't remember them. So. Oh, that's right. I remember you telling us about that. That's the coolest thing ever. Coolest theater <laughs> teacher in the history of the world. She's great. I saw one episode. It's the first episode at some point. But I really don't remember almost anything about it i i knew it was it took place in high school and by the name i figured it was about underdogs. you know the out the outsiders yeah the underdogs the outsiders the the kids that were kind of you know not probably popular. bullied and kind of the freaks yeah, and not the geeks popular, so. yeah. exactly exactly that's, that's very poignant about it and having seen the pictures of it yeah, having seen the pictures of it, there are a lot of actors, obviously very well-known actors, who came out of it. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It, they, I mean, the craziest thing to me cause, is just that Emily saw it when it originally aired, and none of these people were anybody. And none then, of them. Yeah, no. none of them. Nobody had heard of any mm -hmm. of these people. And when I first saw it, literally all of them are famous and doing things right now. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just a it's 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 a pretty crazy difference right there. I feel like we have even though we're both the vets, we have totally dis different perspectives on the show. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> so you guys know who the actors are. I mean, it stars you know all the Judd Apatow people, and it's it's made by Judd Ap Apatow, so that makes oh. sense. Okay. Yeah, and um, I didn't know that. 
Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, this is like yeah. his introduction to the world as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was one of his big, and he actually says that um, he casts all the people from Freaks and Geeks still because he misses them so bad, and he likes to think that these are the characters going on. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, you know, like this is what Seth Rogen, you know, his character is doing now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would absolutely love if they did some kind of reunion at some point, but that that is neither here nor there at this point. That's all you guys know, right? None of you have any kind of information on it. That's not it. really. I, the other piece of information I always keep hearing, and the reason I sort of been wanting to see it for a long time, was that it keeps showing up on all the um, lists of top shows that were canceled too early. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was, it's absolutely, always there's yeah. always Firefly and there's always Freaks and Geeks. The others might change, but you know that's that's it. So it's like, oh, I really should see this show. I really should see this show, and I just never got around to it. Well, that's yeah. perfect. I am so happy that I get to be one of the people that introduces more people <laughs> to this show because it literally is just it's it's uh it's got a place in my heart. You know, I I can relate to a lot of the stuff inside of it. <clears throat> so. Do any of you have any kind of uh, expectations or anything like that? Is there wh what do you think the show is going to be about? Anybody have any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> Just a mystery, huh? Um, well, I mean, okay. You said you said something that made me that I was surprised about because I guess I had thought in terms of the freaks and geeks as being a general description of a group of kids, you know, the freaks and geeks or the nerds and freaks or nerds and geeks or whatever, you know, it was just like a general description of one group of kids. But you kind of let us know that there's actually two groups of kids and that they're very specifically, some are freaks and some are geeks, which I is like, oh yeah, okay, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think that's a spoiler. That's not going to ruin anything for you. Yeah, um, I, I'm just saying that 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 changed my expectations ah, a little bit. Because, that's so interesting. Because I just thought it was a general, you know, it was just going to be a general term and all these kids were going to be lumped together, not that there would be two distinct groups. And I think at one point you said something about which would you be, do you think you would be, a freak or a geek? And I'm like, well, I have no idea what the definitions of the two are if you're going to define them. <laughs> I really have no idea. Can we, uh, should we put together some sort of a definition for Carol here to, to understand sure. the better? Absolutely. All right. Okay. All right. I would say, um, see, I, this is this is encroaching spoiler territory. It's yeah, really, maybe, it's maybe really... you should let maybe you should let us put together a definition after the first episode and yeah. see how close we come. I was gonna say, you guys, there's so many things that I want to say to you absolutely right now, but it's, it's, <laughs> but nobody has watched the show yet, so I'm scared to say anything. Yeah. You could say freaks or outcasts. Um, they're not the jocks. Yeah, I mean, just. Yeah. They beat to their own drum, maybe. That, but I mean, I guess so did the geeks at that point. Uh, True. They're definitely. This is a show that focuses on the outcasts 
of high school, you know? And those are our freaks and geeks. That's You know, at the time, well, Beverly Hills 90210 was over, but that was a high school show. Dawson's uh-huh. Creek. They bring up Dawson's Creek a lot. You know, this is the anti. This is the this was the high school show for the rest of us because Paul Feig, the creator, he said he'd watch these shows and he's like, that was nothing like my experience in high school. You know, it wasn't just pretty people getting together and having dramatic moments. It was it was a lot different for him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he wanted a show for the rest of the people to relate to. Yeah, I mean that. I think things are a little better these days. Things are getting a little edgier, you know. I freaks and geeks probably paved that road, but back then, like I said, it, it was 90210. It was Dawson's Creek, and I've never seen an episode of either of those, honestly. Um, I saw 90210. I, I I did see 9120. Whatever the hell it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. When it was on, yeah, I saw it. I saw it when it was first aired. The original one, not because they've brought another one back. Um, it, was, it wasn't a bad show or anything, but I can quite understand what he meant. You know, that it's definitely, you know, they had a lot of stereotype kids and stuff, supposed kids. They were a little older than kids, but um, they had, you know, some, you know, the one nerdy girl who was really smart and, you know the slutty girl who had trouble and all of this stuff. So, yeah, I it definitely was not like a in-depth kind of really looking at the groups in high school sort of show. Yeah. I think I think a lot of shows seem to portray more of like the I, I hate to put labels on stuff like this, but like the popular cliques, I guess. They're they're <laughs> usually more of the mainstream. That's where most of the focus is. Even a show like if you think about like Saved by the Bell, like they <laughs> they they had Screech. Screech existed, you know, and he right. he that that's a geek, by the way, Carol. Screech okay. is a geek. I I've never actually watched the show. I oh, wow. Saved by the Bell, but I I oh I, you I are missing the... out. Yeah, I bet, Katrin. I bet you haven't seen that show either, have you? No. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah, my so sister- the youngest. Is- the youngest and the oldest haven't seen it. <laughs> it. It makes sense. I I mean I think for people that are like between the age, like that are like my age right now, like late twenties, like I think it Saved by the Bell is like a hugely important aspect of our childhoods. And then people like my sister who is six, who is sixteen, like Katrin, um, has never even heard of it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I can't believe this. It breaks my heart a little bit. Yeah, I was a little older, but it was definitely, it wasn't something I took seriously when I watched it. When it was on, it was like, oh my gosh, Saved by the Bell's on, we gotta watch this. Because <laughs> yeah. it was, it's it's its own thing, you ought to look it up, I don't know where you can watch it these days. But... We play it all the time on MTV too. Oh. And Boy Meets World. Of all the channels. I never watched that show. <laughs> oh, Boy Meets World. If, if, if I ever do another podcast, intro cast, it's gonna be Boy Meets World tell you that, that right now i don't think i saw that one either <laughs> uh if i'm on it i'd have to be a newbie <laughs> but right, i don't i've library. always had a i've always had a very soft place in my heart for coming of age shows books mm-hmm. for some reason that's always been so fascinating to me but there's a there's a lot i just haven't seen because i just think eh, that is not realistic at all i like i like a more gritty look at it, I guess. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. I've heard the uh, quote. 
coming of age a million times in my life, and I still have no idea what that actually means. It's like the that threshold of not being a kid anymore, and like when you realize you're suddenly an adult. Yeah, that point in high school and the coffee is a coming knowing yourself. Yeah, just getting through your teens and coming out the other end. Uh, the person I don't know. Star Wars is a coming of age theme uh, show. Buffy is coming of age. Um, I mean, the original. Star Wars. Wallflower. Okay. That's coming of mm-hmm. age. All right, yeah. I gotcha. I understand now. This is cleared yeah. up. You know, fifteen years yeah. of, of mysteries for me. So. <laughs> no, it's 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 just yeah. It's finding your you know crossing over into being an adult. Cool. <laughs> All right, so Emily. Um, you have some stuff, uh, some info about the show that you about how it was created that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I thought I would just um, talk whip about the show's creation. What'd you say? Oh, I was gonna say you're gonna whip out your information. Yeah. I am. I'm gonna be the geek, <laughs> the knowledge geek. Um, Put on the glasses. Take out the notebook. Yes. Pocket totally. protector. <laughs> yep, I'm on it. Okay, so back in the '80s. Paul Feig, now he's the creator of the show. Um, He did a lot of the writing. He had a writing staff, but he created it. um, Basically, one of the characters um, experiences um, all of his worst moments. He gave this character all of his worst moments in high school and acted them out on screen. It's, It's kind of called a soft biography just on Paul Feig's life because it's so... This is, you know, what he did. Um, yeah. And so he and Jup Apatow, Apatow um, yes. they were just in the 80s. There, I guess there was this uh, ranch house called the Ranch House, I think, um, where a bunch of comedians from the Midwest came out to L.A. and they just rented all together this um, house thing um, out in San Fernando Valley or San Bernardino, somewhere like that. And so he said that all they did was smoke cigarettes and watch infomercials. And um, Judd Apatow was the youngest. He was like 17 at the time, but he was like successful. He was like a producer. He was, um, I guess everyone just thought, wow, that guy is going places. Um, He was working for Comic Relief. Um, he had a deal with DreamWorks as a creator, and so he was looking for stuff. And he and Paul Feig would meet in the comedy circuit, and then they'd go back to this ranch house and play poker and drink coffee till the sun came up. Mm-hmm. And Apto just knew to watch. Um, he just he was really impressed by, by Feig, and so he just told him offhanded one day, "Hey, if you ever have any ideas for TV, let me know." And just a couple months later, Paul handed him a script. It was the pilot, and Judd was totally surprised. He's like, wow, I didn't, he didn't expect to get one so fast. He, and he also didn't expect that it'd be the best thing that he ever worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's see, Paul was acting before, and it didn't work out, so he started writing um, during this time. And um, so... Anyway, he gave the script to Judd, and Judd called 12 hours after he gave it to him, and he said, I love this. I'm going to have DreamWorks buy it. And within 24 hours, they got passed by Fox, CBS, and ABC. And then 
like a day or two later, later they heard from a development ex at um, NBC, and she said, if we don't make this show, I'm quitting the television business. <laughs> and so the president um, liked it. They bought it. Um, and at the time, they said that everything was... It was just a time in TV. We've kind of breaking through this barrier by now, but it was called least objectionable programming. So everything was trying to be so level. Things are still that way on the networks. Um, mm-hmm. Just level, not rocking anybody's boat. And Freaks and Geeks, just it wasn't one of those least objectionable shows, they said. Um, so they head on over to NBC. They, they want to do, NBC wants to do it. And Paul said he came up there and he's like, okay, I've got it in my head that... I'm not changing a thing. If they want to change anything, then I am out of here and I'm taking my script with me. And the first thing they told him was, don't change this at all. Uh-huh. We're doing the show. And so he was like totally taken off his guard and he's like, awesome. And so their other thing, he and Judd had figured out that they want to cast real kids. They didn't want actors. They didn't want what they called TV kids. And so that was their other thing. You know, we want real kids. We don't want actors. And Scott, the president said sounds good to me so they didn't come to any barriers and so they were pretty excited they started casting i believe they um well they wrote the pilot and then they kind of judd had paul write a few more scripts and paul did and then they took ideas and they made a new pilot um by taking some of these best ideas and then they cast it and they said it's almost like every time one of the people that they chose walked in, it was like they knew immediately, like something changed in the air, and they were like, oh, that's our, you know, blah, blah. I don't want to <laughs> mention any names even. I don't want to spoil you guys. <laughs> and uh, there's a few, and I could get into more details as we talk about the show and the episodes and some of the characters and what they said about them when they cast them. Um, yeah, you're going to have to keep your little notebook by you all at all times. So oh, you guys, I'm totally on it. I will. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and um, so then, um, let's see, where was I? Okay, so they make the pilot, and bef- they get a air date, and they get um, a time slot, and they found out they were against Cops, the 10th season of Cops, if anyone remembers that show. Yeah. And they were all oh man, if we can't beat the 10th season of Cops, we don't deserve to be on the air. And they said that Cops totally kicked their ass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, you know, you the know, world wasn't ready for freaks and geeks, I guess. It wasn't. It's an, And it's amazing. So when they said that they were casting, that they wanted to cast real kids instead of actors, Yeah. is that the people that they actually did yeah. end up casting? Well, none of these, <laughs> they had all worked a little, but they weren't like famous yet yeah. um they yeah. did yeah they just they found uh awesome people that and they really hadn't fixed a lot of the characters were drawn up before they cast as kind of vague and um so as they cast the people their characters just based on who they cast they kind of fleshed them out a little before they finalized the pilot or so um they kind of formed the a lot of the personality, and there was a lot of, um, what's the word? They just let the kids go a lot of the time. Um, and Le- leniency? I'm blanking. Leniency? They're, um, <laughs> what? Lenient? Improv. Well, they're 
improv, yes. Okay. They let them improv quite a bit, and you know, so they kind of formed who these people, these characters were around who they cast quite a bit. Mostly the freaks, the geeks, because that's you know, spoiler alert. Paul was one of the geeks. Hmm. Um, you know how I said he a lot of his experiences go through one of the characters. It was one of the geeks, and so he knew the geeks better. But the freaks, he kind of left a lot more vague. Right. Um, uh, anyway, in between, um, I think they had, in between filming the pilot and it airing, NBC got a new president. Uh, and this president came from the WB. And um, let me find where I am on my notes here. Dun, dun, dun. Do you know what year this, this <laughs> all happened? Yes, 1999. So, 99, it aired um, the season. It started in the fall from 99 to 2000. So, they got a new they got a new executive and... Oh, I really need to find where I am and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, he got a call from um, one of the other producers, you know, they'd been working with. And he said, okay, um, Gareth, I don't remember what his name was, something like that. He doesn't get it. He... Um, he went to prep school in Princeton, and he just doesn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just wasn't, he wasn't that guy. And uh, he was actually working, he was over WB when they were doing Dawson's Creek, which is, the show was kind of, you know, the anti-Dawson's Creek. So that was, Judd says that was the first red flag that went up. Yeah. And I don't think I want to get into too much more. Yeah, we right get, now, but you all know it did get canceled. But uh, that's yeah. kind of how it started. I mean, that's uh, that's possibly the worst situation that could possibly that that could happen in that instance. Everything is yeah. going right, and then the boss changes. It's like yeah. anything can happen at that point. They anybody could change any of their minds then. Yeah, but he kept it on. But I think he, he met him at a party, and he's like, "You better not." <laughs> he goes. He pointed to some random guy that um, Judd still to this day doesn't know who he was. But he goes, "You don't want to end up like this guy." <laughs> and the guy gave like a sad little laugh and shook his head. He's like, "I still don't know who he was." But <laughs> <laughs> at least we got eighteen episodes. You know, I, I the whole uh, the whole. I remember hearing when I first started watching it, and and I started looking into all of it. I read a bunch of articles saying about what you said how they used to switch times and days all the time apparently yeah. they did that at least four or five different times so it was almost impossible yeah and you know i was trying it. to watch it and <laughs> it, it did affect me yeah i mean uh, that definitely that's the perfect way to ruin a show by making sure that nobody knows when it's on then how do you explain bones <laughs> bones bones to be fair is already popular now that it's moving around every season because originally wasn't it on uh thursdays for like the first four years i think so well yeah. but they usually like just change bones and and like supernatural and stuff at the beginning of a year it'll be switched to another night but some of these shows like um freaks and geeks and firefly and and the ones that end up on that canceled too soon list they changed every week mm. and it was hard within you know the sh very short run they they switched them around because uh, it kind of makes you wonder if somebody was just trying to have an excuse to get rid of them i absolutely think that that's what it was but i'm a very cynical person so <laughs> yeah no i think that was the case with this show i just 
I don't think they liked it, and it wasn't doing well. It it came out on bottom for quite a few, but but their audience was seven million, which at this time would have been a total hit. Yeah. But back then it was not, which is bad. <laughs> but they did have seven million viewers. It's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened with Firefly, though, too. Like, they had that huge, uh, the first time that it aired or whatever. I don't know, wait, you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking of, uh, Dr. Horrible. When Dr. Horrible first came out, it was, like, a huge success overnight or whatever. But, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I was, I was thinking of the same wrong thing, thing sorry, Same thing happened to, um, Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Like, when it first, when it first premiered, like, it aired, like, right after American Idol or something, and it had, like, almost 20 million viewers and then they switched to friday and it like dwindled down to three million it's crazy how much it changes based on the the night that it's on like i hate but you know what some shows can survive it like supernatural for example which like they moved into the friday night death slot and it did just as yeah. good as it's always done and they're moving bones to fridays now are they really <sighs> yeah hadn't heard that oh my uh, why again it was on monday last week they're gonna move in like November or something. Ah, that's ridiculous. They, they, I have people. never seen bones. Me neither. Well, it's, uh, it's okay. Yeah, You're it's better for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was never a big Angel fan. If that helps. <laughs> I I was never. I'm. I've Nobody's gotten to an Angel like fan. Angel. Well, like wait, Angel. Angel the show or Angel the character? Angel the character. The show oh. was all right. I didn't like it as much as Buffy, but I just. Yeah. I'm Angelus is where it's at. <laughs> Angelus is alright. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't know. Alright. I'm gonna say he something. He wore me out. <laughs> uh, my unpopular opinion um, is, is, is that Angel is absolutely the best character on the show, Angel. And I love him. Oh man, that's awesome. Oh, I just know. <laughs> I know. I feel like nobody else likes him. It makes me feel bad for him. I think that just makes me like him more. I think I like he does okay. lighthearted. What? I, I like it when he when he's being lighthearted. Oh like yeah. Like those certain episodes that are just um just really lighthearted. I like him in those episodes. Like any time yeah, he puts on a better. Hawaiian Definitely shirt. Definitely better. <laughs> I like Angel on Angel. I'm not crazy about Angel on Buffy. Oh yeah. yeah but I, I like Angel on Angel. Yeah, I felt Angel the same and way. Buffy together just ugh mm -hmm. drove me nuts. Yeah. It it didn't drive me nuts for what it was, you know. It was it was it was good for for the time, for where she was at the time, and all of that. But I was glad that they moved on. Yeah, it it was more the way they acted together, you know, their little mushy romance or something. It just the, I don't know the super angsty teen romance. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. I I honestly. Didn't really mind it in the beginning. It's season, but Buffy spoilers. Uh, season three, I hated it. Could not stand the Buffy Angel stuff in season three because I was just like, <laughs> you guys know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Everybody's telling you what you're doing, and you're doing it anyway. And they just they don't learn, you know. Yeah, yeah. but since when has that ever stopped anybody? I mean, you know the the teenage romance is rife with we know we're we shouldn't be doing this but we're going to do it anyway yeah it's true i like to think that i'm better than that but the actual truth is i absolutely am not <laughs> <laughs>
I I know a teenager right now who has broken up and gotten back together with their um, girl or boyfriend. I'm not even going to go into what gender they are, but uh, significant other, significant other, like three or four times in the last week. So. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I've got a couple of friends like that. Yeah, they're but... they're trying to break it off. Yeah, that, I just don't get that in real life. I guess I never was that way. Oh, I've definitely been that way before. Yeah. And I'm happily married for 11 years now. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Lucky <Thank> you. you. <laughs> I, I know, I'm awesome. I would give up <laughs> dating entirely right now to be married for 11 years. That sounds fantastic. Oh, I got so sick of dating. Yeah. I, I want to be able to just like kind of sit on a couch and not have to worry about impressing uh, any people at, at bars and clubs anymore. Yeah, yeah. I hear ya. <laughs> I dated, I got married at 25, so I guess I... Oh, that's early. Yeah, oh, it's, I guess it's it early. Is. It's early to me. I mean, I had a kid when I was 21, so who am I to talk? But... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a kid till 28. Yeah, that's that's... Guys, I had my son very late, so there was literally a woman who was a year had been a year ahead of me in high school, who I was working with when I had my son, and she was just about to turn a grandmother because she had had her first child when we were in high school. I didn't even know her then, so she had had her first child at like seventeen, and she was about to turn a grandmother, and we were the same age as I was having my first child. <laughs> And we were kind of comparing notes, and she was like, I can't imagine having a kid now. And I said, I can't imagine having a kid back then. And, you know, it was, it, it, you know, people live, live a variety of lives. As they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys. So, uh, Emily, you want to, what, what's the name of the pilot? Is there a name of the pilot, or is it just the pilot? Gosh. I, it's just the pilot. It's just the pilot. I'm going to say that with authority. It's just called the pilot. Okay, and we'll all believe you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happening, people. We are going to, over the course of the next seven days, we will all be watching that pilot. And I'm, I'm excited because, like I was telling everybody before, I haven't actually watched the show in, in maybe three years. Uh -huh. So it's almost fresh to me at this point. You know, so I'm I'm actually I've been waiting and waiting and waiting to start watching this show again, and it's finally here. And now I get to talk about it instead of just watching it to myself, and then staring at the wall and thinking in silence about how much I loved it. <laughs> I I get to listen to you guys, so. And I did the opposite. I when we were doing the podcast, I just started watching it over and over. <laughs> so, Not just the pilot, the whole series. So you've got everything. You're see you're the you're the real vet here. I'm I feel like I'm only like a half vet. I don't even deserve the title of vet. Well no, we'll we'll keep you as vet. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um <laughs> All right, so, yeah, that's it, guys. Next week, we'll all be uh, talking about the first episode. Okay, oh, I I've forgot got to ask. Yeah. Um, is it, like, is it on Netflix streaming or something? It, it is, yes. It is. is. Oh, okay. Hey, I've got a question. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. Is there anything that we should that we should be paying attention to? Like, are you guys particularly into the characters or the or the general plots or anything like that or would that be spoilery you know this show is a dramedy um it's okay. mostly a dramedy but it's also 
quite a great comedy. And this show is really known for one being realistic, but also it's known for some fantastic scenes that, you know, all the vets know and they talk about and they're just famous, funny. It's it's pretty lighthearted. Um, I say lighthearted, but then you think... Uh, it's just, the show's not like a... It's it's not like a Buffy, a seven series, you know, deep. It's just fun. It's mm. there's definitely a character arc, and there's definitely um, storylines running through storylines, and but it's it's not a heavy spoilery show. It's like don't ever cruise the internet, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just a lot of fun, and there's gonna be. You know, certain episodes that have some pretty famous scenes that, you know, we'll be excited for you guys to watch. Um, but mainly, it's really, it's a really well done show, especially the pilot. I'm excited for you guys to see the pilot. It's one of the best ones ever written and filmed. It's just, it's good filming. It's good writing. It's great characters and they're real kids and they have fun together and they fight together on and off screen. Um, yeah, this pilot is like a little mini movie. It, it could just be a little, like a little movie. It's kind of self-contained. Of course, things that happen in the pilot can go on to later episodes. But it's just, it's so well done. It's one of the, if there's ever a best pilot list, I imagine it's going to be in the top few. It's just one of the best. It's really good. Wow. As you guys can tell, we like the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No big expectations for you guys to like it or anything. <laughs> game to dawn on no me. pressure. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think my favorite part. Uh, what I what I would look for if I were a newbie at this point is just like she said. It's it's a it's a well written show, but the characterization. I mean, it, it's about it's about the fact that when eighteen episodes are up, you're upset that you don't get to spend any more time with the characters. You know, that's what. In my right. mind, made the show so good, it ended, and I was sad that I didn't get to to hang out with them anymore. You know, so. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. and you just want to know where they ended up in five years, and mm. you get very invested in these kids. Yeah. And, yeah. So I think it's I think it's a lot about the characters. I think if you if you if you like the characters and you you want to see what you know you want to see what they're doing, then you'll like the show. Cool. That's that's really what I would. That's what I think is the biggest. Uh, pro of the show um all right guys any other questions before we move on to the to the actual content of this this uh intro cast oh one more question is it was it supposed to be um a half hour like sitcom or is it like a, a full hour no it's a full it's the hour long comedy okay. uh no an hour long like drama kind of a thing okay oh you know what we got um some feedback just about we have one piece of feedback. We got oh. an email, and it's actually just general thoughts on the show. Okay, here we go. Um, Nutty says, okay, and she's going to talk about, she's not going to say the episode, but one thing that comes up is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. <laughs> and it's, okay. it's actually far, I won't say when, but it's far into the show. So anyway, when, it's, when this first aired, I think it was opposite Buffy or something equally important, or perhaps it was airing when I was working, I forget. I know that I only got to watch it if it was a rerun, and never all the way through. The episode that grabbed me was the Dungeons & Dragons one. Won't spoil beyond that. Also, funny, it was the Dungeons & Dragons episode of Community that grabbed me. She must, I wonder if she plays. <laughs> um, still, I couldn't get to watch it. Does anybody play Dungeons & Dragons anymore? 
Uh, people play it. Or was that it, like an but... 80s thing? No, people play it. If you go people on, like, play it. You could watch people like streaming it online now. Oh, so they like play it online. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, flash forward to Netflix and bam, all the freaks and geeks love I could want. I get to watch it in order and all the way through. Now I know... Um, do you, do you guys know the characters I can say? Who's no on idea. it? I don't oh, know. I, this isn't a. Do we want to spoil who's I, in it? You <laughs> the character names. It's the not a big. Themselves. No, it's the actors. Oh, oh yeah, like, can, you, yeah, we've seen pictures. So right now I know who Jason Segel is and Seth Rogen and pretty much everyone else on the cast. It's so amazing how many other people in the show became something. I love it and rewatching it is always fun. I can't say I remember that time because it's a touch before me, but I remember the mentality. When my older siblings were in high school, that was the time I was little one when people were freaking out thinking metal music and Dungeons and Dragons were for satanic cults. I remember when people freaked out about Halloween candy. It's all sorts of awesome. I don't know the ages of the newbies, but I wonder if it will play into their enjoyment of the show. Then she says, if we ever need a guest host, call her. She can even go last minute, nutty. Yeah, yeah, nutty. Don't worry, you'll be on. You're you're one of our <laughs> yeah. first. You're one of our first calls. Don't yeah. you don't have to fret. Um, I don't think any of us actually were uh in the '80s high school. We're, we're, we're yeah. Any? Now the show the show was done in 1999, but it takes place in 1980. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. Were any of us in high school then? I don't think so. Right. <laughs> If we yeah. were alive back then, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> I was already out of high school by then. Yeah. So. Okay. So, so this will be interesting. Yeah, we just missed this. This, this is cool. like a. This is like a area that none of us have actually uh, been in. I was four, and I'm I'm the sixth child of seven. So I have a lot. I have brothers and sisters that were going through high school during this show. So I was kind of there. But very young. Cool, cool, I mean, cool. I, but I watched people do it. <laughs> so this is gonna be like break the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> except the Breakfast Club. Actually, yeah, kinda. <laughs> what do you think about uh? What do you think about like this the the time period? Yeah, it kinda is just like that. Yeah. No, and there was a geek and a freak. Well, yeah. they called her a basket. <laughs> yeah. Well, then. Well, you could also call uh, what what's his name the the bully kid. Would you call him a freak? Oh, Judd Nelson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So he and Ali Sheedy. Mm-hmm. They were freaks, and then um, what's his face? Oh, he was Anthony in weird something. Something. Anthony Michael Hall. Hall. He was a geek. Hall. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Made a living playing geeks. He sure That's did. Funny. Yep. I have Dexter on the brain. I was gonna say Michael C. Hall. Yeah, I always <laughs> get the two names mixed up. It's going on right now, isn't it, Dexter? Series finale. Oh yeah, Just as ended. we speak. Oh really? It I... ended. Oh, don't don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, don't say anything. But not that I even really care at this point because, God, I have not enjoyed this season. I don't think anyone has enjoyed this season too much. Yeah. But I'm still a season I or so behind. I'm very on invested. I'm very invested in Dexter as a person or as a character. And I've been thinking about the final episode of Dexter and what they're going to do for years. I've been watching uh-huh. the show since, I think, the second season, along with it. So it's been years, and I've just I've always wondered what this day will bring and what they do to end it. 
Well, that day is today. Well, tomorrow the for day. most of us. Tonight's the night. <laughs> yeah, I have to avoid the internet for the entire day tomorrow until I get home from work. I think I'm going to watch it in the morning after the kids go to school. Ah, <laughs> uh, the joys of being at home in the middle of the day. I know. Stay at home, mom. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, next week is the pilot. Can't wait to talk about it. All right. Yay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. If you guys would like to join in on the action, you could send us feedback at our email address, which is mckinleycast at gmail.com, or you could drop us a note over at uh, our Facebook group, which is McKinleycast and IntroCast for Freaks and Geeks.